Welcome everyone to the JK Sports Podcast. I'm Juan. And I'm Kyle. And we are here, ready to pod. It is a PGA Championship weekend. It's a major golf weekend, which is always the best kind of weekends there are. There's major championship golf. Yeah, there's nothing like turning golf on while you're at the office, being able to watch it, get a little work done. Uh, it always seems like the majors are on later at night. I don't know if that's just because the stations carry it longer or whatever, but yeah, I love it, man. It's great. I love a good major weekend. Yeah, I uh, I really do enjoy the when it's prime time. Yeah. Primetime golf. I don't think they meant for it to be prime time. No, but they should. <laughs> the TV executives should really go for it. I totally agree, I, especially during the summer when it's lighter later on. Um, why not? Why not make it, especially during the week, too, you know? The weekend's one thing, but Thursday and Friday, let's make it later. Yeah, people are working, got things to do, put yeah. the kids down. That's Who right. doesn't want to sit down and watch some golf? Right, a nice glass of bourbon, a little golf. Man. Never hurt anybody. Stogie. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to read here a little bit of... Uh, so in the Masters, we didn't pod much for the. We I think we did talk some of the Masters. Our boy uh, Jim Nance, you know, had the the old CW um, zinger. Yeah, he did. That was a good about one about the the crosswalk. Right. And I guess he said something today oh, really? as well. Took another um, zinger. He said, as live pro Dustin Johnson got loose on the first tee, Nance said of Johnson. Not sure if you had a chance to see it, but he was the winner last week in Tulsa in a playoff over Cam Smith. And I guess I don't know what that. Uh... Are they just giving him a hard time for saying not sure if you saw it? Yeah. Well, so apparently the CW has stopped releasing the ratings, the TV ratings for the live tournament because they're so low. Nobody's watching it. Um. They just aren't even releasing those ratings. It's like so irrelevant at this point. What it, what I find strange, because I did turn it on on Sunday for a little bit, um, but you... <clears throat> so I have YouTube TV. I'm not sponsored by them, although if they would like to, um, sure. go ahead. Uh, their guide is kind of has a memory guide. So like when, <clears throat> when I go to their home screen, it'll say, hey... The PGA Championship's gone, or these sports games are on, right. or Hulu two and a half men, two way. and a half men are yeah. on, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this kind of stuff. Live has never shown up, right? And and so you go to the guide, and even the guide doesn't say live golf tournament, live this. It just says um, final round, or second round, or third round. Right. Now, like very, very just non-descriptive. Um, titles which i find strange sure uh for them to do that but i apparently another thing here is um on sunday the live golf tournament was still going on and at 6 30 p.m there was four holes left of the final round and they cut away from the uh live golf tournament to uh show an episode of the goldbergs oh dear yeah. So that's how good the live ratings are. You know, yeah, I would say it's safe. It, it reminds me so much of the the USFL 
that's on right now. Like, and not that they're I've trying watched to... zero games of the well, XFL. So, yeah. XFL. No, the XFL. Is that what's is on, on now? now? Yeah. Uh, well, whatever it is. You know, it, they don't compete directly with the NFL, which I appreciate. I mean, that's not even... I don't even... I mean, nobody can. Yeah. No sport in the world. Well, no sport in America can. But I, I guess my point is it just reminds me of that where, like, it's on and you just forget about its existence. Like, live, I just... They, yeah, they had that tournament last week, and I didn't even, at no point throughout the entire weekend, did I even consider turning it on. Not because I didn't want to, I just don't even realize it's happening. Um, I will say, though, and, you know, I've knocked on Liv quite a bit, but the Liv first PGA stuff during these majors is awesome to watch. I love it. Because there are Liv guys that I actually like. It's... Well documented, I'm a Brooks guy. I like DJ a lot. Um, but man, to watch them compete in the majors against the PGA guys, I really, really, I think this is actually like good for the sport. Yeah, I, I think that it is. Um, I actually like now that Liv has, I mean, maybe it's one full year now since it's happened yeah, yeah. Um, in the tournaments. I feel it's died down and it's just normal now, right? Like it's. It's not really like, oh, live in this. I, I feel that the players, when they go to the tournaments, are like, hey, what's going on? How are you? There isn't really like a big us versus them thing anymore, and it's just golf. Right. Which which I like. And Agreed. I, I, I thought Brooks had said something recently. Um, they are asking him if he's starting to take uh, you know, some of the live tournaments a little more serious so that he can get ready for the – um, majors and he said, yeah, you know, you kind of start doing a little bit more, making sure you're getting the reps and practicing um, there. But you know, at the end of the day, all that anybody cares about is winning majors. You know, it's like right. nobody, nobody says, oh, um, Arnold Palmer, or Jack Nicholas, like they won 60, 80, 70 times on the tour, right? They they know this is how many majors I won. This is how many things he did. So that's more to say about your team, Brooks guy. He cares all about the majors and all this. And I think they're all fine, too, because they're apparently still really good golfers. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And, and they clearly are. And they showed that in the Masters. Uh, they're showing that right now in the PGA. No doubt they're still super talented. What I guess my, I don't want to say concern, but what I think is going to happen is if they continue to press on and don't, you know, receive any points in the official world golf rankings it's gonna you're not gonna see the live guys in the majors i mean over time unless they win it's just gonna that number of live guys is gonna continue to dwindle and you know i mean yeah they'll continue to play in the ones that they've won like you know brooks will always be in the pga right forever mm-hmm. as long as he wants to play um the u.s opens 10 he, years yep right? he's got 10 years you know, but it, it's that five-year exemption to the other majors that's huge when you win a major. And I just, I don't know if Liv has enough really of the great golfers to continue to be relevant on the major stage. I mean, it almost seems like once this group kind of moves on and dies out, they're going to become irrelevant. Um, and maybe I'm wrong with that, um, but... Again, unless you're winning, are you going to continue to qualify for these majors? 
Yeah, so I know we talked about in the, in the thread, right? I as a casual fan, I, I always heard, I always thought lifetime exemption once you won a major, and for three out of the four, it is lifetime exemption. Right. I mean, the open is until you're sixty, but come on. Right. right? Like right, you're yeah. not competitive. Correct. After. Correct. A, after sixty, so I'll just call that lifetime. As well, the U.S. Open is the only one that has 10 years. Um, but I will say the whole five year, if you win any major, you get you qualify for all the other majors for the next five years. And so when I, I still go back to they're betting on themselves of saying I'm good enough to win a major. And so I can go elsewhere and make a lot more money because Brooks is probably the one who has the uh, of the made the big guys, right? So I'm going to say Cam Smith, Brooks, DJ, Bryson, and Phil, um, Phil right? Those are the major yeah, live, no live guys. No um, Brooks probably has the the least amount of runway left, right? So 2019 was his last major championship. And so he has until next year, 2024, to play all the majors. Right. Right. So him, he has to make, he had to make a decision of saying, all right, if worst case scenario, there isn't a merger or this thing doesn't blow down and and we come back or any of that, um, I need to win a major or possibly come in second place in one of these things. Right. 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 Um, Which he did (laughs) at the Masters. Yeah. Right. Right. but yes, I need to do some damage in the majors to be able to keep playing this and make a lot of money somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's the first, that's the one year thing. Bryson and DJ won in 2020, so they have five years. They have till 2025. Phil has till 2026, and Cam Smith just won last year in 2022, so he has till 2027. Right, so that's a lot of runway for them. To say, all right, I have chance to still do well in a major, and I have to believe in myself to do that. The sure. one who probably has the quicker, the the shortest time frame, is Brooks, and he was the one who almost won, the, the Masters, right? Yeah. And, and is is playing, playing really well. And and honestly, for him, now that we saw the, uh, the Netflix, you know, thing about him. He had surgery in 2021, like knee surgery, and was like done. <laughs> like yeah. he honestly did not think he could even play again, or ever be competitive. It was just a total sure. head case. Sure. So I totally get his stance of it. If now it's more real, would be interesting to see if he doesn't win a major, would he consider leaving live and coming back? Yeah. No, and I think it. And you are correct. I mean, those top guys, sure, they've they've got a runway and they'll compete in the majors. You know, whatever. That's fine. I, I think it's everybody below them, especially the middle tier guys, that I can't say I totally understand their move. And I, we talked about this last pod, but like Joaquin Neiman's a good example, right? Because mm-hmm. he's a top, he was a top 20 player in the world. You know, I don't know where he is now, but when he left, he was. Uh, had not won a major, had done well in a couple majors, but never won. I mean, it. how much longer is he going to be able to play in the majors? Because Brooks is correct. I totally agree with him. Winning majors is all anybody cares about. So if you're able to still play in the majors, enjoy and live, yeah, I, I get the move. It makes sense. But these other guys, if you can't qualify to get in, what are we doing? Um, 
Now, I shouldn't say, what are we doing? Because I know what they're doing. They're making a boatload of money when they play on live. But, yeah. I mean... You got to finish top 10 in, in every major, basically, right? Like, they're all in on majors, and it's... If not winning, you got to go top 10 so you can get as many points as possible to get exemptions into into next year's, right? And even if it's one exemption to a major, you have to go all in in that. And I would I would argue it puts even more pressure on Agreed. you. Agreed. Right? Agreed. Like, there, we could... And actually, that's a good case. Everybody says the PGA is awesome because you always have to earn your card. You always have to yeah. do that. There's so much pressure. But the live guys, there kind of is that pressure as well. If you want to, if you Not care, week to week though. If you care about majors, yeah, right. This... If you don't care about majors or anything, and you're just taking the money in your family, you're you're all set. Now you're just playing with house money, and saying, hey, you know what? I've made my career. I've made I've made more than I'll ever need. Yeah. At this point, I'm just gonna go and try to see what I can do with major, and maybe that relaxes some people, right? Sure, I, I I totally yeah, I and and I know I've stressed this a lot. I'm not saying I blame anybody for going to live, yeah. but I do think there is a massive difference, like from a, just a total culture perspective, when you're playing the same exact 48 players week after week on live that are guaranteed a paycheck that are already there. It doesn't matter. It I mean Pat Perez is a good example who's been just horrific like he's played awful but he's still getting paid oodles of money like what does he care you know so if you're a guy like brooks or dj dj's won a couple times i think on live like what are you playing against what type of motivation on the pga week in and week out you're half the field is literally playing to keep their card to stay basically employed in earning a paycheck I mean, we know people here locally who literally are fighting to save their career, right, on a week-to-week basis. So every time they tee it up, it literally is like, well, this this may be it. No right? diapers. And yeah, <laughs> and I I just think that's a totally different perspective. It gives you more appreciation for what you're doing. I think it makes it way more competitive. I think it just drives people differently. Now, the majors, yes, if you are playing for that, quote-unquote, playing for your life, your major's life, sure, there's a different feel to it, but the majors are going to have that pressure no matter what. I think it just, it takes out the years of struggle, right? Just to to have a different side so we can have some balance in these arguments. Mm Mm-hmm. If everybody's making X amount of money and you know you're set and you have all your needs, they're still ultra competitive people, right? So yeah. So they're st- they still care about winning, right? Like at this point, it's just a level playing field of if you're all your friends make the same amount of money and you're rich, you still care about it. Now you're just playing. They always say you you want to be the you don't want to be the best player in your gym, right? If you're best player in, in, in your gym, you need to go to a new gym. Correct. Right? And and I guess there's still competition there. These guys are all still really competitive. They just don't – they know they don't have to struggle to, to make money, 
Right. And but so once all those needs are met, there's still another factor of okay, well that's all that great. I don't have to worry about this, but I'm still a professional athlete who's good and has a desire to be the best at something. So there's still competition and it could still be a, as much as somebody else, right? They're just thinking about it differently of like my family needs to eat and this is why it's so good. But after after you do that and you get to that money where you're like, hey, I'm fine and my family's taken care of, the great ones keep going and say, now I want to be the best ever. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, and I think people like Brooks, the drive to do well in majors, that, that's why I like him. I mean, his mentality to me is awesome. Like, he doesn't care about the everyday tournaments. He, and he never has. He's made no bones about it. He's there to win majors, which I dig. I think is awesome. Um, but I do think there's a level of, you know, you are paid to compete on a, I say weekly basis, you know, however often they play. You know, people pay money to come and see you play. Um, you know, they want to see you perform at your best. And I think when you do that, when you're talking about a sport, it's like any sport, all sports, there is one, soccer may be the only exception to this rule, but every sport has a premier league. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that is where the best the best play. And, you know, these players bailed on the best league um, that was available. And, you know, I, I, I'm not blaming them. I just think there's a totally different level of competition and I don't think you can recreate that via live. True. I like it. So, um, right now it's it's still amazing, and I like uh, I like the dynamics. I do too. Right and the now. major dynamics live PGA is awesome. So, question for you though, while we're on this, do you think that Ryder Cup is going to allow live players to be on the team? So, for instance. I've, you know, uh, Zach Johnson was asked questions this week about Brooks and DJ. Um, he didn't answer it. And, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I'd be lying if I said I know all the qualifiers for Ryder Cup and the points. But a two-part question, I guess, for you. Number one, do you think they'll allow live players onto the Ryder Cup team? Number two, if you were Zach Johnson, would you pick Brooks or DJ to play on the Ryder Cup team? See, now you get into some politics with all of this, right? I don't know. Is the Ryder Cup in... It sounds like the Ryder Cup is in no way, shape, or form associated with the PGA Tour. That is correct. Right, so they're they're, they're independent. That's right. Um, the PGA Tour, you're going to... Um, you're going to lobby to say no, right? You're, you're going to basically force them to pick a side. So far, um, I would say they're losing, right? Because you were you picked, you wanted the majors to pick a side, and right. they haven't. Sure. Right. Um, I'm not saying they've chosen live, but kind of by by not picking a side, you just. But the majors aren't the PGA. C- correct. Event. Right. So the PGA has zero control, right? For any of the majors, not even the PGA Championship is not even owned by the PGA Tour. Jay Monahan. Correct. Right. So Ryder Cup isn't. Um, 
none of the majors are. So all people are missing on by going to live is the Genesis Open, Bay Hill, TPC. Really the biggest ones. Like, and, and the uh, Memorial Tournament by Jack and, and all of those. Right? That, that, that's really all they're missing on. And World Golf Rankings. Co- correct. Um, so my point with all that, what I was trying to just understand in my head is the PGA has been lobbying to say, I need the majors, I need Ryder Cup, I need all of you to say no because we're telling them no. Of course. But nobody else has said, <laughs> you know, right. has, has gone to that side. Right. So do I think the Ryder Cup which way? If, if I look at the trend, I would say the Ryder Cup would let them okay. come in. I would say Zach Johnson probably needs to see how the rest of the majors do. If Brooks were That's to... That's what he said. If Brooks were if to... If it ended uh, today, before the PGA Championship... Right, you'd have to put Brooks in. You would put Brooks in? Yes. Would you put DJ in? I don't know how he did in the... Would you put Phil in? He came in like second or third. No, he had, he'd played horrific up until that point. Between the PGA and the Masters, the PGA that had won in the Masters, he was an irrelevant golfer. So no, Phil is not in. Um, so DJ was, he won five matches at the last Ryder Cup. He was five for five. And has a record in the Ryder Cup that's really, really good. So, I, I, no, you didn't ask me. I would put them in. I would include them. If I'm Zach Johnson and I'm the captain, you're, you're choosing an American team to go and beat Europe, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's why you were hired. That's what you're chosen to do. I feel Brooks Kepka is one of the top 12 American golfers in the world, regardless of affiliation. Um. I would put DJ in there. I'd, I'd have a really hard time picking 12 players over DJ, 12 Americans over DJ that I would trust more in a Ryder Cup situation. Yeah, so I was just looking at the qualifications. Um, what they do is in 2022, you get one point for every $1,000 you earned at the four majors. Okay. And you get one point for every $2,000 you earn at basically the WGC events and the players. 2023, you get one point for every 1000 at PGA Tour events. You get two points for every 1000 that you earned um, for the winner of the four majors. Okay. Um, and one and a half, they upped the points, one and a half for making the cut at the four majors. Okay. In, in 2023. So I, the current standings are Scheffler, Max Homa, Xander, Cameron Young, Jordan Spieth, Cantlay, uh, Sam Burns, Justin Thomas, Morikawa, and Zalatoris. Okay, well, Zalatoris is hurt, so he's he's out. Yes. Right? Okay, so you have Scotty, Homa, Shoffley, Young, Spieth, Cantlay. Those are in. Right now, top Correct. six are they're guaranteed yep. a spot, and then it's captain's choice from there, right? Right. So then you have Sam Burns, JT Morikawa, Willie Aziz hurt. So 
I think JT's going to be a captain's pick. Uh, oh, Morikawa JT's in. played yeah. great. He's he's phenomenal. Yeah. Um. So that's two. So it really leaves you with two more people. Well, you you picked twelve, right? Oh yes, you're right. You picked twelve. Yes. So I think the first six get, and then they do after. I think the next four is after the um, the FedEx points. Could be because of the I Billy Horschel war Because there was right? the Billy Horschel rule that they had picked pretty much everybody on the team, and then he got really hot, and he had the most FedEx points and won, but he didn't have en- he didn't have enough points to qualify for the Ryder Cup because the point system was already over. Right. Um, so I, I think the other four are, are towards the end, and then you get you know two or however many captains yeah. pick. Um, yeah, right now I'd say Brooks has to should be in for sure. Right, he's also one of the top 100 players um, right now. Yeah, DJ, I... you could go back and forth, but he's making some noise right now. He's four under in his first round of. Um, the PGA Championship, so that's if he saves par on eighteen. Yeah, I I don't know. I I just think the dynamic is so awesome right now. Uh, you know, I clearly have not been a huge live guy, um, which is fine. But man, it has just created some awesome dynamics in the sport, which is is great. Um, I don't think long term. I still don't think it's super sustainable. But for right now, it's awesome. And I hope these live guys make their way back to the PGA. I really do. Really? Oh, I think that would make it, like, you know, you do that, you play it up for a couple years, the live PGA. I think, you know, people eventually see, like, all right, live isn't, like, what we initially built it up to be. It dissolves. The, then, can you imagine these live guys coming back to the PGA Tour? Like, that in itself would be a great story. Can you imagine Bryson coming back and Patrick Reed? Everybody would hate him. It'd be fantastic. The ratings would would be pretty high. For sure. And even Brooks and DJ. Like, I, that would be great, man. I think that'd be awesome. So Brooks right now, with basically not playing last year and then his, you know, tied for second or whatever, uh, Masters finish is 22nd in Ryder Cup points. <clears throat> That's pretty impressive. For not playing any PGA tournaments? Phil is 25th. Yeah, that Masters second place finish, man. Yep. That does a lot for you. It does, and and um, DJ is, is 37. So they still have a chance to to make some, some noise here with in the in the majors. Yeah. Yeah, you do well it, in the majors. That's to your point, that's all that really matters. I would love for either Brooks or DJ to get enough points and do well in one of the majors that they're one of the top six. I don't think they can. Because when you look at the top six, that's going to be pretty difficult to overcome. Because it's two years. It is it's tough because it's years. two years that's of... Right. Um, so you're talking about major winners with Scotty, with Rom. Um, you know, people like Cam Young, I guess, could fall off. But, I mean, you know, Shoffley, they just... Plays so well consistently. I mean, you get one and a half points for winning a major, or no, for just making the cut. You get two points for every thousand dollars you you made. So if you win, these guys are winning what four million dollars for a major. 
Oh, yeah. You win. I mean, it's going to be hard to leave you out. Correct. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I, I like it. I, I enjoy what's happening right now. Um, but it's funny. Like, I say that. There's like three live golfers that I like. Most of them I just, I could do without. DJ Brooks and who's the third? I don't know. I'm assuming there's somebody else I like in there. It just seems like a lot of them, I don't know. I, I guess I used to like Pat Perez, but he's become so irrelevant now. It's not even worth mentioning. How about our boy Joel? Joel Damon. I know he's not live golfer, but... No, he's he, too good he, for that. How about what he did the other day? Pretty awesome. Um, yesterday, right? Yeah. I think it was yesterday. Yeah. Drilling a fan in the calf, right? Yeah. I paid him 100 bucks. Beer's on him, huh? Which he did ask, you know, how much are beers? Yeah. And I think the guy said $17. Yeah, which is crazy. It wouldn't have mattered what he said. He could have said five bucks, seventeen bucks. He still would have just given him a hundred, which is awesome. Would you take a drive off of the calf in a tournament for a hundred dollars? Because that's what happened. If you knew it was coming, would you do it? Oh, probably. You would. A hundred dollars is not a lot, though. It's not. But that it, much, it, it right? just to me, it would depend on who the. Um, who hit me? Because you get a signed glove, you know, story. But do you, yeah, I mean, I guess if you're going to like, get... Like, if it was Patrick Reed... No. That hit you. No, yeah. Damon, yeah. See, I don't want anything signed. Like, I want to get hit, I'll take a picture, and yeah, I'll take 100 bucks. But it needs to be somebody Or Bubba awesome. Watson. No. Like, Bubba, Patrick Reed, DeChambeau, no. Pass. Not worth it. Not worth 100 bucks. It's not worth the picture. No, yeah. The, there, there's a couple players that I... Uh, Tiger can hit me wherever he wants, to be fair. <laughs> and doesn't have to pay me anything. In your eye. Would you take one to the eye? Yes. Yes. I would. Yeah, that's... Oh, old Tiger can do no wrong yep. these days. So, All right. Live PGA, PGA Championship. You're rooting for... Oh, man. Who do I want to yep, win? Yeah, one person. Who do you want? Rapid fire. Damn, dude. Um, what, so, hold on. One person based off of the existing leaderboard or just one person, anybody? Like, there's I've a big heard, difference. Because who I would want to win is different than who could actually win currently. Okay, so you've got a little bit of data right now, right of of this of the standings. Yeah. Who would you like out of the that that legitimately has a chance, right? You can't pick somebody that's plus six and be like, oh, I would love for them to win. Yeah, that's I mean, well, all right. So current standings, I gotta take Scheffler. It, it we're and people if they're listening, they gotta remember we're we're not even a full day in because they've called it due to darkness. So this is Thursday. We're not in. If I'm looking at the leaderboard right now. You know what? I take it back. Adam Scott. Oh. Yep. What an uh, awesome story that would be. Dude, all he does is, is wear the worst clothes in the world. It's so bad. He's such a dad. <laughs> like, he's such a dad right now. He wears awful outfits. He's Australian. 
and he just makes a crap ton of money and you know he's won one major you know he, he has he's been around um, forever he is second all time in most consecutive major rounds played yeah 89 or or, or something like that yeah. jack nicholas is number 1 really yeah huh i figured it would be like phil Interesting. Well, Phil had to take a break in some of the majors, so a consecutive streak was... Yeah, that's true. I, I don't know. Adam Scott's like, you know, women love him, right? He's like this good-looking dad. Like, I don't know. He gives me hope. Like, as a dad that just, you know... That's going to be you wearing midlife. horrible clothes. Yeah. Playing, just, playing golf. Just, just, just not caring. Just owning it. Though. Yeah, just cr- And he does. He owns it. Yeah. So if I had to pick, I'm going Adam Scott. Who just, do you got? Just for the chaos, I, I do want Scheffler. I, I I love Scheffler. I think he's a great guy I do too, man. in this. But just just to spice things up a bit, DeChambeau. Oh, really? No, you are you just saying that? No, I I. I, I like this ruption. I like this ruption. I do too. But pick pick another live guy. Pick DJ. This guy, Bryson was pretty polarizing when he was on the tour and starting to get hot, oh. right? He's goofy, he but he's good golfer. Yeah, he can oh, of course, be. of course. Um, Clearly. I mean, yeah, I don't think anybody's he, ever disputed his. He's just a goofy, goofy guy that would be, it'd be, you know. Ugh. All right, DeChambeau, you're going old dad, I'm going... New guy who acts like a you're new going, dad. Oh yeah, you're I, you're going for something I can't say that's recorded. Yeah. But, but. All right. Fair enough. All right, we're back, Kyle. We are back. This just. Anything better than this song just to get you pumped up? This will get you jacked, man. Always still think about football season for that. Yeah. Football team coming out of the tunnel. But I feel like that song I should play more often just to get jacked up for for life. Dude, it gets me fired up. What's great about that song is I feel like it spans multiple uh, generations. Yeah. Like, my girls love it. Uh, Parents love it. Grandparents? I I don't know. I don't know their thoughts on. They don't ACDC. listen to music. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um, but everybody loves it, right? Yeah. And it gets everybody jacked up. Yeah, it doesn't offend anybody. No. Well, T Swift. There's a lot of controversy there. Uh, I could, I could go without no. T Swift, but. Uh, She's but, got some hit songs. I don't know. She doesn't do it for me, but I get it. I, I will say, and I respect her. I super talented. She, she's got it figured out. She does her thing. People love her. I'm cool with her. Um, her music is... It, does, it just... I don't know. See, but see, all of that, you don't have that with that song. Right. It's good, no. right? Those are the songs no. that you need. No, I agree. Freaking... Freaking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. So let's do a little extended wraparound. We talked a lot about golf here. I want to talk about a topic, um, college football, and something I saw... Um, recently about the expansion which uh looks like it's going to happen as early as 2024 so we have one more season and then right. in 2024 uh texas and oklahoma are going to be in the sec can't wait 
So with that, there's going to have to be a new schedule, new model, divisions, what are you going to do, right. um, et cetera. Right. So right now, the word on the street is there's going to be um, two different models. And I'll, I'll preface with the current model, right? There's 14 teams mm. in the SEC, right. seven, two divisions, seven and seven. Um, there are... So you play eight, all the teams th- in your there's, division. There's eight SEC games that everybody plays, and then four out of conference. Correct. So you play right. everybody in your division, and then two, two on the other side. Two on the other side. And one on the other side's repeating. A permanent. Yep. Right. And, and move forward. So there are two models when we go to 16 teams. There's an eight-game model. You're going to get rid of divisions, first of all. They're going with the 16. So you're going to get rid of divisions. So there's an eight-game model and then a nine-game model. Right. So the nine-game model is going to reduce one of your out-of-conference. You'll have three, um, basically, out-of-conference. So the eight-game model would have one yearly opponent and seven rotating opponents. Okay. And the nine-game conference schedule will have three annual opponents and then um, rotate everybody else. Sure. So... Um, in the eight-game model for Florida, um, got to play Georgia every year. It would be Georgia every year would right. be the the permanent um, opponent, and everybody right. else would be rotating. Nine game has to be Georgia, Tennessee, LSU, Oklahoma. Why? They would drop LSU. No way. That means LSU must have three others that they would. So I wonder who would it be Bama, Arkansas. So I'm not sure, right? I haven't read and I haven't gone too far into it on some of the other ones, right? I saw this on on a Gator website, but they said most likely would be Oklahoma. Um, the just thinking about it, you've already got some pretty big divisions, right? So it, let's say in the eight game conference, if you had one. Rival, right? You got to keep Florida, Georgia. Yeah. Because it's huge. It makes a lot of money for both schools, cocktail party, all of that. Sure. Um, let's go through Alabama, Auburn would have to be the one. Yeah. The Iron Bowl. All right. There. Um, would you have a Texas, Texas A&M? Right. Because yeah. A&M doesn't yeah. really have. Yeah, I, I would say Anybody yes. Left. I would say yes. Texas, Texas A&M. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Like LSU. I mean, they have LSU Bama, which is always a big, big one, but it's not a, a traditional. Like, right. Well, you got to remember the old. What was it? Southwest. Conference so it'd be Whatever LSU. Ar- LSU Arkansas is always a big one. Yeah. It's the shoe. Yeah. yeah um, I think it's got to be LSU Arkansas. You know, LSU Arkansas there. Right. Oklahoma, uh, Missouri. Yeah. Oklahoma, Missouri, Tennessee, Vandy. <laughs> I mean, like who? You know, who does Tennessee? Yeah, you've got South Carolina in there. I mean, who are they going to play? You know, I, you, you're going to have some stinkers. <laughs> you got Kentucky. somebody's going. Somebody's going to get you, lucky you probably have with Kentucky, Kentucky and Vandy. Because you, you probably what I would say would be Kentucky, Tennessee, and then you have. Vandy, South Carolina. 
I would think Vandy, Tennessee, just because of that. You but, think but over the, Kentucky, Tennessee? See, I think Kentucky, Tennessee is actually a like that is a legit rivalry. I don't think Vandy's a true rivalry with anybody. They're they're such an irrelevant team. I, I don't I don't think that's nobody's established a true hatred for Vandy, right? Right. But does it does anybody have like a true hatred for South Carolina? I, I feel like they've been Ole Miss relevant. and Mississippi State, of course, w- would yep. would be there in the yep. West. Yep. Uh, I think LSU, Arkansas. We said Auburn, the Iron Bowl. So that's oh. six teams. Auburn, Alabama. So there's two left there. You'd have A&M. A&M in Texas. A&M in Texas. So yeah. that's eight. Yeah. Oklahoma, um, Missouri. Oklahoma, Missouri is 10. Florida, Georgia is 12. Kentucky, Tennessee. And then and Vandy, So South basically Carolina. you have Kentucky, Tennessee, Vandy, and South Carolina, who's it's kind of the odd ones. I think you got to really go Kentucky, that. Tennessee. I think that's – if you ask those fans and they – if they had to choose between those four, for their permanent opponent each year, Tennessee, I think either has to be Kentucky or South Carolina, but I, I don't think it's Vandy. I mean, I get it, the in-state, but I I don't think there's like a true rivalry there. So, okay, so let's think about the three game, the nine game model. Okay. Right. So Florida would be Georgia, Tennessee, and Oklahoma, which I'm curious why, right? I would think there, LSU. There. LSU would have. I would think. Well, let's think of Bama, right? They're they're the the, the top. Auburn. Dog. They would have Auburn. I think they would. Well, and then they Auburn couldn't do Tennessee. Alabama, Alabama Tennessee is a big matchup. Alabama Tennessee is you have to include, I think. But can Tennessee couldn't be the permanent opponent for two people because Florida Tennessee would be. Well, you said three though. Yes, I guess. Yeah, so they so Tennessee would have Auburn, Bama, and Florida. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They would not have Auburn. That'd be Georgia. Man, this is tough. When you Georgia Auburn. So yes, Georgia yeah. Auburn would definitely have Alabama and Georgia. That's a big rivalry. Auburn yeah. Auburn Georgia. Oh yeah. Um, I I don't know who their third would be. I think Alabama would have Tennessee, Auburn. And LSU. Probably LSU. I mean, I think you have to have... So the more I think about it, you're, you're going to have to have two teams from your existing division and then one from the West, right? So LSU, they do Arkansas, they do Bama. Bama does Auburn. Georgia. Man, this is tough. I don't know. The three... T- it, I need to put this on paper. Yeah. Goodness. But it's exciting, though. The, the other factors that I think about, too, though, is in the nine-game conference schedule, you're losing a... Um, a crap game. That's what they need to do. Good you are, but just think of, like, a Florida, right? So you're going to play FSU each year. Right. So that is a, a tough game each year, regardless. Sure, sure. Um, on that, so now you're at ten, you know, tough games, and that so that really gives you two more, two more basically cupcake games that you spend a million dollars. And one in the current format, 
you want one of those games to be somewhat meaningful to get into the playoffs, right? So yeah. like this year, you, you have to play meaningful non-conference games. See, I would, like this year they're playing Utah, FSU, and then what do we say, Charlotte and McNeese State, I yeah. think. And and somebody else. There's another one though, because there's four out of conference. Right, Charlotte, well, Utah, McNeese State, oh, Utah, yeah. Utah, FSU, FSU. McNeese State. But my my point is, I feel like that that should be a requirement for all Power Five conferences. You play nine conference games. You play two uh, other Power Five opponents. You figure out who they are. That's that's irrelevant. Two other Power Five opponents, and then you can play one other cupcake. I I do not think a Power Five school should play two McNeese states, Charlotte's, whomever. But what if you have a power conference like the SEC, where there's six, you're playing nine, yes, nine conference games, right? Yes, yes, that yes, absolutely. More, give me more of that. Like, we need the the competition's better, and if you're not in a power five school or power five conference, excuse me. But you're never gonna play in Ohio State. Right, so that that would just be like Oklahoma, Ohio State is well, always a big I, one, Texas right? Or like and Ohio State play. I mean, Bama's gone out and scheduled these tough games. They the Gators did actually. I mean, they started to. They were doing the Utahs. They were they scheduled the Texases, even yeah. though you know before they moved in the SEC. Like it's that all that stuff was happening. So I I just feel that it it's less incentive for a Florida to um, schedule. It, it makes it tougher for Florida to say. Uh, we want to play Miami every year too, right? Because that's an in-state rival that you would want to play also. Yeah, right. Because some Miami years you, right now every co- year though. Correct. Because um, you'd say, oh, let me schedule Miami, and then you have Miami, FSU, and then the whole gauntlet of the SEC. Yeah, but you. So think about if you're UF, right? So okay, you're gonna play FSU every year, mm-hmm. nine conference games. So that's ten games. You have two left. You could rotate. UCF, Miami, USF every year, right? Those four schools could rotate and play every year. You, they could figure out a way to do that. Um, you know, and then you play a whatever, a Charlotte, McNeese State. Yeah, and this is where people were starting talking about. I mean, the Big Ten, Pac-12 thing is going to have a similar yeah, issue, right? Correct. USC and UCLA are, yeah. are joining the Big Ten. Yeah. Um, and, and this is where the conversations go into, well, if that's the case then and you start, and they still want to play some of the cupcake games, then why not make the McNeese State the spring game? I mean, I guess you could. I, I don't you, – you could do that regardless. I don't understand. What What's, what's the downside of playing – a more difficult schedule against better opponents. If everybody's doing it, if that's the thing, if that's, that's the big key. If everybody's doing it. Yeah. Right. In the current format, sec is going to move first to the power conference. Yeah. They're going to have to lead it. No doubt. Why would they go and try to find a big 10 opponent or a pac 12 or or any of that to start off? Okay. So to that point, I think if you're the sec, you say, listen, uh, Big Ten, until you start playing nine conference games, we are not going to schedule any non-conference games with you. Like, if you're going to continue to play these crappy schools, like, we're going to do the same. 
you move to nine conference games and you want to and you have to schedule two um, non-conference power five opponents then we can start scheduling games with you but yeah I, especially because the other factor is the um, the playoffs are expanding. Correct, but that's that's even more reason to play a more difficult schedule. Why? Though. Because what if you have more? So now it's saying I have three losses, but I've played tougher people versus zero losses, and I haven't played a tough schedule. If because the playoffs are and expanding, more injuries, it's gonna bring. So I no see I I totally disagree. If there's two or only four teams, you want to win every single game. So every single week matters. As soon as you expand it to 8, 12 teams, if you lose a game, if you lose two games, you can still get in. That's fine. But I think strength of schedule is going to become even more important the more teams that are in the playoffs. I think it's at that point, like there's going to be a lot of teams with two losses, right? So it's really going to matter who you played. Yeah, so basically it's going to eliminate the UCF perfect seasons and all these other um, smaller schools that may go undefeated. Well, I don't ba- know about basically. that. But... Because even if you're un- like the TCUs before, right? That, hey, yeah, great job. You went undefeated, but you really didn't play anybody. Right. Yeah, I, I just, I feel that you're going to be rewarded for strength of schedule at this point because with there being so many teams, I think it's going to become even more important. Yeah, it's not bad. I, I, I like the I like the nine-game conference schedule versus yeah. the eight. Um, although I think in the eight-game model, that means in two years you would play everybody in the conference. Sure. Basically. Um, it might take three years, I guess, then to play everybody in the other in the nine game conference. But basically, like a freshman would graduate, even if he played three years, he played everybody. In, he'd gone to every SEC stadium. Well, hold on. So if there's 16 teams, that means you have 15 opponents, correct? Correct. So if you play three every year, so back that out. So now it's six. So. No, now that, now you're down to 12 teams, right? You yeah. and your three opponents. Mm-hmm. So 12 teams. If you rotate the six every year, well, 12 divided by six is two. So you would play every single opponent basically every other year. Right? In two years, you would play every... Right, in the nine-game schedule. Yep. Yeah, so that's actually better and if you than s- how it is right now. Because right now, we don't play the West teams for, for like every five to ten years. six <laughs> years. Like, it... So, yeah, I think it actually makes it more fair. And so, also, to that point, I think that's where I was trying to go to, is if you have, if you're a freshman in 2024 and play all four years, you would have played every team in the SEC twice. At their place and at your place. Yes, you would have gone to every single SEC stadium, which is pretty cool. Well, and I think that's the point of the conferences, right? To have that experience into you then you are generating rivalries and and i think even from a fan's perspective that's better like that's what you want you want to generate that animosity and that rivalry and you want to see that recurring you know kind of experience with those teams so 
man, I'm sold on the nine teams. Man, going to Oklahoma away, dude, Texas, Texas away. UT I'm Austin? so fired up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is great, man. I, I think this is a really, really good thing. Going to Tennessee away is fun. The one. It's a great away game. Kentucky away, eh. Have you been to a Kentucky away game? Uh, so I've been to a Kentucky basketball game. Um, I had a phenomenal time. Um, I would love to go to an away game there. I've not been to a uh, uh, football game. Excuse me. I've not been to a away football game there. Missouri away, I would have zero interest to go. Zero interest to Missouri. Zero interest to Arkansas. Mississippi State out. Um, Ole Miss is one I haven't been to. I feel like all the ones that I've wanted to go to... A bit, Ole Miss is the one, man. I I think, so in the new format, with the new SEC 16 teams, Mm -hmm. places I could care less to go to, my least ones would be Arkansas, Missouri, Mississippi State. Agreed. Um, And and, and I'll throw in Kentucky. Oh, see, I I don't know. I, 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 I dig Lexington, man. Uh. I they do they that. get you. Yeah, I I feel like it, it's a cool campus. Lexington's a cool city. Like, it's it's cooler. That's you know it's further north. Like to be yeah. to, to be clear, those three, the Ole Miss, Arkansas, Missouri, are absolutely bottom three. But if I had to, you know, Kentucky's kind of like the on the fringe there. Yeah, I would go to Texas A and M before Kentucky. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, it's it's not the high-profile place to go. I, I don't disagree with that. I don't hate it. Yeah. I can't wait. Let's go, man. Wait, one more year? Is that right? Yeah, this is the last year man. before we... Uh... We need a pod from Austin. Austin's a great town. Yes, absolutely. All right, what else you got? You got anything else for our, uh, our long or short... Um, Round, man, I don't know. You've been watching any Stanley Cup? I have not. No, Florida Panthers in the Eastern Finals. Shocker! They beat the number one mighty Bruins. uh, Bruins. Yeah, the the most points in the regular season of all time, losing the first round. No, I I haven't been watching a ton, but I will say the playoff hockey playoffs are a blast to watch. If you turn on, it's intense, man. Have you actually been watching it? No, that's what I'm saying. I haven't watched a ton, but if it's on, I'll, I'll turn on and watch a few minutes. How are the Panthers doing? Are they even... Uh, so they, the Eastern Finals just started. Uh, they're tied in the first game. They're playing the Carolina Hurricanes, which I'm, it's kind of a snooze fest now. I feel like all the big teams are out. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really care about any of the teams in, but it's still fun. Yeah. Um, here's a crazy tweet that I saw um, yesterday was um, Paul Feinbaum said, what's the craziest college football stat of all time? And they said, Cam Newton is the only member of the 2010 Auburn National Championship team with an NFL reception, rush attempt, or pass attempt, and only one offensive lineman started an NFL game. That's bizarre. So basically he single-handedly won the national championship is what they're saying. Yes. Basically, nobody in the entire offense for a national championship team played in the NFL. It was Cam Newton, man. 
It's wild. It's weird to think that he and Tebow were on the same team. Yeah. Crazy, right? When are we going to get back to that? I don't know. Anytime soon? I don't want to talk. Maybe maybe 2024. We're not ready to go there, are we? Yeah, we should probably not not start there. It's not positive. Did you read any article I sent you? I yes, I started reading it and then got distracted. And I I haven't finished it yet. I'm gonna read it tonight. I will finish it tonight. I have a follow up. You owe it to the. We'll do a little homework. You know, I will. we like I to do our listeners. We, yes. we like to be the casual fans. But next next pod we'll get we'll go a little bit in depth more with the Gators. Yeah. Um, there's a follow-up article I would like that goes along with that article that I'd like for you to, uh, that that I read that we'll uh, we'll talk about as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know, I know where this is going, but yeah, we'll we'll get into the Gators a little later next pod. Yeah. Okay. All right, Kyle. Um, well, that's all I got for tonight, man. I, I, the only other one is um, NBA. Playoffs are on right now. Western Conference and Eastern Conference yep. Finals. Yep. Um, LeBron, they started like two and ten or something, and they're in the Western Finals. Um, the Heat and Celtics are in the Eastern Conference. Anybody you're rooting for in particular here? You want to see LeBron win another? Yeah. Title? At this point, I think I just want LeBron to win. Um, I don't care about the other teams. I don't want the Nuggets to win. I love Jimmy Butler. He's a lot of fun. Do you? I, oh, dude. I, I'm, eh. Oh, he's awesome. Like, he, he's a Kepka. Like, all he cares about is winning the finals. Um, and he's played on teams that are just aren't good, and yet he, it feels like he single-handedly just kind of carries them. Um, Celtics, I, I'm not a Boston fan. I don't... Boston fans are obnoxious, but, man, would I love to see Horford win. That would be... Awesome. Um, and him just kind of walk out on top. I like I like a lot of the Boston players. I, I don't know. I, I would love to see a Boston-Los Angeles final. How about that? Oh, true. Yeah. How about that? that Lakers-Celtics. Let's just root for that, and then we can go from there. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So that's all we had. We went a little bit um, long on on a couple topics, but you know I think there was quality there, quality content. Quality. So until next time, we're gonna do some research, and it'll be even better. Bye.